podcasting rent-free from the top of your head. You're listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. Well, I wanted to start the podcast by totally talking about something that's not what we're going to talk about at all. I was going to ask, since we're not going to talk about it probably on the podcast, but you watched it already, give your five-minute rundown of Snyder's Justice League cut. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, oh, all right. Shit. Good way to start a good way to start a Resident Alien episode by talking about the <laughs> Snyder Cut of Justice League. Um, you know, credit where credit's due. I liked it. Ugly warts and all, and it has got some ugly warts. Don't don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily a good movie, but I had fun with it. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, as a DC kid, this is it was it was cool. It's, I've heard generally positive things, so. Yeah, um, generally positive. Generally, I mean, it is still a yeah. Zack Snyder movie, so it, I, it's right before I started watching it. I told myself, you know, whatever happens, you got to remember it's a Zack Snyder movie. You like certain <laughs> things about his style and his storytelling. You don't like certain things about his style and storytelling. You can't hold that against the movie, right? Just because you know what it is going yeah. into it. It's like getting mad at a dog for panting or something, you know, or barking. You just can't. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. That's what Zack Snyder does. So I went in with that kind of mentality. And I don't know if it was just that or whatever, but I enjoyed it. Cool. So, so much better than the crap theatrical release we got from Joss Whedon. <laughs> yes. Well, the less the less his name is mentioned, the better, I think. I have to say I wasn't initially. I mean, I've never been like, oh, yeah, this is something that needs to happen. Mainly because, I mean, I didn't see it in the theaters the first time around so i had no big feelings but the the reviews and comments that i've seen about it actually have made me more interested in watching it and i'm looking forward to eventually watching it um i've got a lot of other stuff on the docket right now (laughs) so it's not gonna happen until after uh godzilla versus kong at the end of the month but um it is uh it is very it is very conveniently broken up into chapters i that's what i saw there's like six chapters which is actually perfect for me like god bless you Zack snyder for even though you made a four hour long ass movie thank you for breaking it up into parts so that those of us that can't sit for four hours one night (laughs) can still enjoy it in nice chunks So, uh, on that, great minds (laughs) think erratically alike, because I, too, was going to ask you something totally unrelated to Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, crap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you beat me to the punch, though. (laughs) But how's your Super Mega Godzilla binge going? Oh, my gosh. My Super Mega Godzilla binge. Well, it's... I am now up to... I mean, I've skipped a lot, to be honest. You gave me such a nice list, and I watched... And you threw it right out the window. That is not true. (laughs) Shut up. I watched way more than what I was originally. (laughs) Shut up. Um, I'm doing my homework. Uh, So (laughs) let's see. I had watched a big chunk from the Showa era, which we had talked about in one of our last podcast podcast episodes. And then I watched two films from the Hesai era, um, which I enjoyed. There was, what was it? The Return of Godzilla. Which was okay. And And then I watched, yes, and then I watched Biolante, which was like (laughs) so completely ridiculous. And I loved it um, because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> like I'm telling you, lady, you gotta watch. You gotta watch versus <laughs> King Ghidorah because if you think Biollante was ridiculous, holy <laughs> crap! But like, it's the kind of ridiculous. I don't know. I I just you know we talked about this a lot in like kind of our OG Godzilla podcast. But there's something about about that that is. I don't know if it's like the level of camp, like where I am right now in like my pandemic brain, but like I've fucking eaten it up with a spoon. Like it's great. So I'm, <laughs> I loved Biolante. That I mean, it was completely ridiculous, and <laughs> but <laughs> I still had a lot of fun watching it. And then I skipped past the whole what did they call the millennium millennial millennium. millennium. <laughs> 
So anyway, so right now I've completely skipped past the millennium era of Godzilla films. And probably someday I will go back and watch some of those. Um, If somebody could just round them up very nicely and put them on like one of the thousand streaming services I'm already paying for, that would be great. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I watched the 98 American Godzilla (laughs) this past weekend, which you know, (laughs) which was interesting. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I mean, at this point, I don't think like there were some things I definitely did not like about that movie. Um, the whole love story slash love interest was, um, yeah, (laughs) terrible. Why? Um, but there were parts of the 98 Godzilla I really enjoyed. So it's not all bad. And then I skipped ahead and watched Kong Skull Island as well this weekend, which I've already seen. And that movie holds up. It's beautiful. I love it. And now that I've watched all of the Showa era movies, I appreciate some of the references so much better now. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I got that. I understood that reference. Like, it makes sense now. I totally you, get it. That, like, uh, the post credit sequence in Kong, you can really yes. just imagine how some of us fanboys were like, <gasps> yes, freaking yeah. out. Yeah, because <laughs> Kong Skull Island was the first, uh, like, of these, I mean, aside from, like, Cloverfield, but Kong Skull Island was kind of the first kaiju-ish monster verse, whatever movie you want to call it, um, that I watched, you know, prior to starting this whole Godzilla watch. And so that that post credit scene was completely lost on me the first time I watched it. Like, that didn't mean anything. Like, I mean, I recognized, you know, Godzilla. But this time I was like, oh, wait, that's Rodan. And that's Mothra. <laughs> Ooh, I understand now. So it was, <laughs> yes, I think it was, I was able to have a lot more appreciation for the lore behind Skull Island that I did not have the first time around. And it's still a really beautiful movie and I really love it. And it's really freaking intense. I forgot how intense that movie was. Even though I'd seen it before, I was still jumping at all of the, you know, I was like, (laughs) so so kudos. It holds up really well. Um, Yeah. So then I'm going to actually jump this weekend, since Godzilla v Kong is next week, um, and <laughs> and King of the Monsters, so the 2014 Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then I'll be quote unquote caught up, and then I still have to watch Shin Godzilla, but yes, Shin after. Godzilla is a must watch, <laughs> as we will discuss once you actually watch it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a millennium era movie, right? Or is that a new era of films? That's a new Twitter? era. Um, oh, new. Oh, Lord. Rewa? I, I, I am terrible with these pronunciations. Oh, yes. I think you wrote that down on your list. So yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. So Rewa, the Rewa, Rewa era consists of Shin Godzilla and the terrible Netflix anime movie series. <laughs> ah, I've seen those pop up. Yeah, and... Technically, the legendary stuff. I don't know if they count that or not, since it's, it's on the American side of things. But but cool. I, I'm really glad you're you're enjoying the stuff. I, I'm appreciating the <laughs> the reactions. The live, yeah, the reactions. <laughs> like I get this now. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, we are 13 minutes into this recording, and we have not talked about Resident Alien yet, which is the whole point. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll get there. Yes. So we're back uh, this week uh, to talk about Resident Alien, which we have been absolutely loving. Yes. <laughs> Indeed we have. It's been fantastic. Um, I don't think I expected to love this show as much when we first did a podcast episode about it. You know, I think we were three episodes in. And we were both really enjoying it, but I was kind of like, gosh, I hope it continues to stay, you know, pretty good um, and not go downhill. And I think it's done pretty well. Not perfect, but it's done a pretty good job. We're yeah, the still frustrations, about it a lot. The frustrations <laughs> have started popping up. 
<laughs> but uh but there's yeah, st- still I, good stuff to counterbalance that oh no totally like resident alien has monopolized the majority of our thread talk when we chat and that resident is resident alien is living rent free in is, my head it is bizarre <laughs> like, like seriously i still remember hey cat you want to maybe talk about this show on sci-fi on the podcast yeah sure why uh, not yeah maybe, maybe i don't know anything about it sure it looks cool yeah and now and now i'm getting a harry vanderspiegel tattoo on my back i'm just so into the show right now this is some bullshit <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> so 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 many good one-liners from that show but uh yeah so originally i think we were gonna wait until the season the one finale season yes, one we yeah. got renewed so not the yeah! series finale season oh my one gosh finale. yes that was so such good news last week because we had initially we were going to podcast about resident alien again last week and I had my whole like one fear meme ready. It was that sci-fi wouldn't renew it for season two, but luckily they did. Thank you. And now this is I'm, a much happier and less anxious yeah. podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh! If we got into the finale and they were like, "And yeah, we're not gonna redo it." <laughs> no. <laughs> There might have been tears. At at the time of this recording, we are two episodes away from uh, the season one finale. And uh, we thought it'd be fun to break down two of our major theories. Like, we're actually going to do a theory episode on something. We each have a theory that we are championing. Championing? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Champagne. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, we each have a theory. and (laughs) Championing. That's a stupid word. Yeah, it is. That is a stupid word. word. (laughs) Agreed. Anyway, we each have a theory that we're pretty passionate about. um, So that we we both came to separately, I guess. Like we we had. I mean, maybe not quite yours. Maybe more than mine. But no, yours was pretty. Like when you brought it up at first, I was like, huh. But then the more we (laughs) talked, and the more I thought of it, like, holy crap, that would like makes sense like it wouldn't it wouldn't be that left field for me yeah so kat why don't you kick us off with your theory first ladies all right so my theory to set this up you know we have our plot line harry is the alien he's on earth his mission is to blow up the earth or wipe out humanity actually it's not blow up the earth wipe out humanity um his ship crashed so He's been trying to finish his mission at the same time, though, his since his crash did not go unnoticed, you know, when God, did they show up at the end of the third episode? Anyway, we had basically like the government yes. agents show up to start um, to figure out, you know, track him down. And one of them, Lisa, whose last name in IMDb is listed as Casper, which I think is kind of hilarious because it's Lisa like, Casper, yeah. Casper, the ghost, <laughs> except she's not a friendly. <laughs> anyway, basically, she's kind of a bloodthirsty sociopath. And Fair. my theory is that she's actually another alien on Earth. Now, in the latest episode, we learned that there are other types of aliens that have been on earth the, what was it the reptilians or something the reptilians um, but they have poor poor, poor hygiene, hygiene. <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> so we Which do I gotta know say the- I, I gotta say i love the way the show is just kind of like having fun with conspiracy theory stuff i know i know the agent <laughs> alien stuff bugs you oh my god personally yeah. <laughs> I, I get a i get a laugh out of it i mean i think it's funny but i also oh my the eye rolling um but so we know, like in the show, that they they've introduced the the concept that there are other alien races out there. Um, so my theory, given how even for like a spooky government agent, kind of how bloodthirsty she is and how sus she is, I think there's something else going on there. Like she could be another one of Harry's species. I tend to think maybe she's a different alien, but so Harry has brought up two other aliens. He's brought up the reptilians that we just talked about, yes. and the Greys who do the probing. Yes. The pro, well, that's right. Yes. Oh, you're right. That was in an earlier episode. I yes. think even. Um, 
and apparently octopuses or some octopuses are cousins. They, so they share some sort of lineage. Yeah. 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 So maybe it's really four types of aliens. Who knows? So for anyway, the sake yeah. of for the sake of this, can we, we we can either keep referring to it as hairy species, or maybe can we just call it like what, what, what do we call four, them? For four th- hands. I don't know. <laughs> Half an octopus. <laughs> four hands. <laughs> tiny hands. <laughs> tiny hands. <laughs> the tiny hand aliens. Um. So so yeah. So my theory is that Lisa is actually another alien, probably another alien species. Um. Because she is super sus. Like, way more sus than anybody else on the government side. So. So, when, when I you brought that up. Okay. Now, when you brought that up, I, I, the first thing that made me, made it click for me was she is really murdery. Murderery. Just like Harry. Like, all her <laughs> solutions. She's like, well, I guess I get her murder now. <laughs> oh, time to murder somebody. Yeah, so I was like. <laughs> She's on to something. Cat Ray is on to something with this. Hmm. Yes. Like, we don't... So the the one guy, and I'm sorry, I totally don't remember what his name is, but her counterpart, or partner, partner, quote-unquote, like, he David. is part of the government. Hmm? What? David. David. David is part of the government, and Linda Hamilton's character is also part of the government. And I know, yeah, you that's one of your one of your bones to pick. But um, you know, so Lisa is somehow like inside the government somehow, but she clearly wasn't related to this unit beforehand. So I don't know. She's just so suspicious and so bloodthirsty. It really, it's like red flag for me. Like, I feel like there has to be something else going on there. Maybe she's just a sociopath and that's just like part of her personality. But <laughs> also kind of hope she's another alien. And since she hasn't interacted with Max yet, that might be like the make or break. Unless, I was thinking, unless like they have a different kind of tech that allows them to blend in better or something or hides hides their alien physique in a different way that maybe fools max what, what would you rather it be a, another, a tiny hand alien a, a gray or a reptilian or just something new i kind of hope it's a different alien if, if she is an alien that maybe she's a different alien um, why why porque porque um dime i think because, well, I mean, I think I could maybe, I don't know if it would be better emotionally because at some point Harry is going to have to choose not to destroy humanity on Earth. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> so I can't decide if he does that because or if it would be better if it was because of something like one of his own species is doing or is there to do, or because of another species. And so I think, ideally, maybe it would be, for me, um, that if Lisa is an alien, she's one from one of the other alien species, and she's doing something, or planning to do something, because, what did you say about the the reptilians, that they're trying to, like, enslave Earth or something, or... Oh, yeah, In, like, uh, crossbreeding with humans. Yeah, you know, dude. That whole, it's so, a legit conspiracy theory where they're trying to yeah. take over the Earth. And- so maybe if there was, like, one of these other alien groups that was doing something so horrible that Harry decides he needs to, like, step in and save the humans um, from them... I can't decide what would be better. I don't know. Personally? Yeah. I think no. it'd be better if it was another tiny hand. Okay. Because let's... Uh, so initially, like, I remember telling you, oh, it'd be cool if she's another tiny hand, since we're calling them that now. That was sent to Earth to check on Harry and you know, see what happened mm-hmm. to him and see where the humans are still, like, not, you know, dead. <laughs> not dead. <laughs> Complete the mission. Right. That didn't work out timeline-wise, right? But, you know, she could have been there at an earlier point on another mission. Or maybe she had the same mission and it didn't happen. So they sent Harry this time. <laughs> or or she replaced that, Lisa at, at some point during the four months. Something yeah. like that, right? But the way you're talking, it would literally make Harry have to choose between the humans and his kind. Yes, yeah. So on, on, a, on a character level, I think it'd be more dramatic if she was another tiny hand. Yes. This is true. 
That's good. And you just gave me a really, like, if I were writing this. Um, we had talked in one of our threads about, and I think I brought up, I was like, well, what if Harry, like, wasn't the best of the best or whatever? And we were kind of going back and forth. And you said you didn't yeah. want that. And I, I agree. But a fun twist on that would be, yeah, what if she had been there to do it first and failed somehow, maybe for the same reason or something else happened, you know, like her ship crashed or she lost her device or something, something. And so Harry was the one that was actually sent to clean up her mess because it didn't end up happening. And then it will, you know, hopefully (laughs) turn out that he can't actually do it because he's not a murderous psychopath as much as, he wants to believe he is <laughs> yeah that's, and that's a big thing right like the, he's catching feelings for the people <laughs> the he obviously has anxious feelings conflicting anxious feelings about it right he had that whole yes. dream where it's uh the cheers uh opening sequence with him just walking mm-hmm. around patience right yeah he likes the yeah. humans he'll never admit it to himself but he likes them no, he likes he does. Yeah. his life to an extent on earth even though he does miss his planet too but yeah, we, we talked about whether or not is Harry considered a bumbling idiot type of alien. <laughs> I don't. I didn't say idiot. I just said. No, I said of... idiot. <laughs> I said idiot. Uh, because if, if Lisa is indeed an alien, right? Uh, another disguised alien on Earth. Uh, we talked about how she is very much so much better at blending in than Harry. Yeah. More sociopathy than Harry, but I mean, she's got the mannerisms down. She speaks normally. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have that weird. <laughs> type of laugh that Harry does when he's trying to <laughs> salvage a situation. She can eat without drooling, I think. I assume I don't think I've seen her eat. You know, all these things that just point at her being more normal, quote unquote. Quote unquote, take the, yeah. Take the murder more out ac- of it, she's We could normal. say it more acclimated, if she is More acclimated. Uh, so it just led to that whole discussion of whether Harry is actually competent. Competent. <laughs> I, yeah. And I think when it comes down to, like, I... I ultimately, like, I don't want him to be, like, the idiot of his species. Because I don't think he is. Um, So, you know, I've kind of moved past that now. It was just something that came to mind. It was literally, like, Saturday morning. And I was like, hey, what about this? Because literally I can't stop thinking about this show. (laughs) Well, uh, I think it's a pretty valid thought. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they went down that route. Just because it would clear up a few things. Yeah. So I, I I'm rooting I'm rooting for this one. It'd be I think it'd be really cool. <laughs> and frankly, now that we're getting a season two, I wouldn't mind seeing more alien type characters show up. So moving on, you have maybe a more not out of left field theory, but it was definitely one that did not pop into my mind at first. <laughs> well, I've, I've been trying to solve their murder this whole time. Yes. Which so. sometimes loses focus amongst all the other stuff going on in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but since since Cat Ray and I binished the first three episodes for our first recording, I, you know, I've just been like, who who would be who is the killer here, right? Mm-hmm. So I've just been kind of like piecing stuff together. I don't have a murder board like Deputy Liv or Big Black, but we got uh, Sam's wife, uh, Abigail, who is completely acting every time she shows up. It is just the most suspicious, so suspicious. overtly suspicious. Suspicious. Don't be suspicious. suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. <laughs> don't be She's totally suspicious. <laughs> She's totally like that kind of suspicious. Like, like no, that is too freaking obvious. It is not going to be the wife. That's She's... She, yeah she's like an undercover cop almost like obvious <laughs> like you could just pick them out when you see one right it, it's a flower flower the truck shoes man. yeah, yeah. Just, oh mm. my gosh um, no that's you're not the murderer hysterical. they want me to think it's you but it's not you yeah they they've planted a lot of red flags i guess would or clues i guess whatever you want to call them the insurance yeah. thing her being on a date and being very cuddly with another man so soon after her husband of many years has died. Wanting to clear um, out the office early on right away. Yeah. So they've definitely they've definitely led the path to her being considered a suspect. Um, you know. Which is no. Which is no. <laughs> no, you have you have someone else in mind. So at that point, I thought, okay, it has to be someone that had access to Sam, right? Like constant access to him. 
let's break that down. That would be Asta or Nurcell, and I don't like her. She's she's the bitchy Canadian, quote unquote, <laughs> Canadian nurse. <laughs> Thought Canadians were supposed to be nice. Uh. <laughs> and again, I think she's a little too obvious. Doctor Stupid Hair came in too later on, and he's another kind of. I'll be annoyed if it's him. There's not enough connection there for me. I will also be annoyed if it's him. I mean, right. he seems like a big phony, but I don't think he's a murdering phony, if you know what I mean. Right. Although he made Darcy that very nice breakfast, so... That was a good-looking stack of pancakes, I know. Man. It's like, woof. <laughs> man, so, Darcy should have um, stayed. <laughs> she took the food, to be fair. Priorities are straight. Priorities yeah. <laughs> are straight. Take the pancakes and run. Uh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, after that, it just it occurred to me there's one other person on this show that it would make sense that is hiding in plain sight that I don't think too many people would consider, and that is Mayor Snowflake himself, Ben Hawthorne. And my mind was a little bit like, yeah, what? I was I've been, like, no. I've been talking about this for weeks, and you've been like, you have, Maybe. and I'm like. Mm. Mm, you know, I'm going with the obvious red flags. It's the wife. But, but, they're definitely, like, not everything seems to be all square with Ben either. Um. So, what my, my evidence for that, though. So, okay, the first thing yes. was, he had that weekly, that weekly uh, therapy session with, with Sam. Yes, so, that's, 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 that's the, that was the first thing. It's like, okay, he had... A weekly access to to Sam by himself, mm-hmm. so that's 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 one, right? Okay. One, two. The guy obviously has rage issues that he's trying to keep under wraps. There's all these little instances of him just kind of like getting really erratic looking when he's uncomfortable, right? But then Max, there's a line. A Max said Max had a line where uh, we don't use that word. You said it. You broke a glass and you said, "I hate myself" really loudly. <laughs> He's like, that's right, I did. So that, to me, shows me that he's got issues, right? And the way he's been acting with his wife lately, too. It's weird, right? It's weird. Oh, yeah. No, I I rewatched the most recent episode, eight. um, And I was like, God, he's so, he's so weird. Like, I mean, honestly, if they weren't already married and didn't already have a kid together, I was like, does he, is he another alien? (laughs) Because <laughs> everybody on the show is so weird. Everybody on the show is an alien because everybody yes. on the show is so weird. Um, but like he was really weird in this last episode, like way more so I think than he's been in some of the previous episodes. So I'm buying he's getting into nervous. I'm buying into this theory. Um, uh, but yeah, he's always to me. He just seems like he's trying too hard to be a nice guy to be like a innocent type of oh yeah i like i like i like dancing in the street with random strangers when i bump into them you know i made i made you a candle hello i like you (laughs) channeling my rage into craft making uh (laughs) so that 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 was like all the stuff i've been leaning into right but then it occurred to me i should check the comic for clues and i think that was the final nail for you too Yes, so I, yeah, I, I got a, I got volume this, one ooh, right ooh, here. We have oh show I, and tell. I was prepared for this. Yes, you are prepared for this. I love it. <laughs> so, in the in the graphic novel in volume one, okay. Mayor Hawthorne introduces himself to Harry, but his name is Cubert. Okay, t- tells me to call him Bert. So Bert Hawthorne, close okay. to Ben, not necessarily though, right? Yes. Then yeah. I thought. You know what? Let's check what the killer's name was. Ba ba da ba. Ben Maxwell. Mm. Ben. Mm. That for me was ben. like that's it. Mm. That was and the that final. Was, and then yeah, the final na- the nail in the coffin, so to speak. Uh. The, the final the <laughs> final piece of red string on the murder board. The killer in, in issue in volume one shares the same first name as as the mayor in this one in this first and- season. Yeah, so I kind of like I wasn't really I wasn't really buying um uh, picking up what you were putting down. Um until until you brought that piece in and I was like, "Ooh, ooh. That's good. <laughs> that that would be a, a good twist on that." Um so, yeah. So now now I'm on board. I'd like to see a little bit more well, 
I mean, I guess we'll find out if they discover who the killer is. You know, I'd like a little bit more insight into what his possible motive might be. Because right now it's kind of like sessions. The it's th- the yeah, something sessions. in the therapy sessions, I guess. Um, Again, oh, I, I think Harry it's going to go back. Harry had access to those records. Come on. <laughs> he did. <sighs> I, I'm thinking uh, uh, the old dog found, you know, like found something disturbing during one of the sessions. Like this guy's got some issues. He probably shouldn't be mayor. I'm going to prescribe that he gets, you know, like more help or something like that. And, you know, just Ben can't, can't have that. He has to keep up the image of, you know, good old Mayor Snowflake, oh. right? <laughs> so that that's my theory there that the during one of those therapy sessions doc sam found out some uh some bad stuff about him and you know i've been watching the episodes again and you know just i've been watching ben and anytime they're talking about their murder he just kind of pops up well not anytime Suspicious. but often he, he just <laughs> he just kind of pops up when he when they're talking about the murderers sometimes right and in, in episode six uh big black is like who else could it be and ben is walking right up <laughs> He's like right there, right there it's in the like, shot. Yeah. Hey, look at here. <laughs> so there's just a lot of little tiny things like that. That if you watch the show with Ben and minus a killer, okay, he, I might be too invested in that theory now. So <laughs> we're gonna be like overly little, invested in this, and then any any little eye twitch. I'm like, there it is. It's Ben. It's Ben. <laughs> the murderer. I mean, that certainly, that would certainly be very disruptive in the context of the show because, you know, it kind of seems like, at least in this small town, you know, things probably don't change that often. Sam's death is probably one of the bigger things that's happened. So then all of a sudden, like, having the mayor, and, you know, he and his wife kind of make this very, like, picture-perfect couple with their son, so... Your theory is starting to make more and more sense to me. Like, when I think when you first proposed it, I was kind of like, no. Like, why? You know, where would that come from? And then, progressively, he's been getting a little bit more odd in the background as well. So... Just go back, watch the episodes, and just look at him whenever they're talking about stuff like related to the murder. Watch the episode. (laughs) You're gonna rewatch the episode anyway, so you might as well just do that when Ben shows up. All right, I'll keep it in mind. I probably will have to do a rewatch at some point, even though I feel like I've watched actually all of these episodes quite a lot, multiple times. That's how fun they are. I yeah, I think I've watched every episode at least twice, and some episodes three times already so oh yeah for sure this 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 series has great rewatchability even for just being in the first season um especially as you get to know and love all of the characters so yeah the the gags and character dynamics just they keep you coming back for it just because there's it's so wholesome and so wrong at the same time the show (laughs) Well, and I I think one of the things that I really appreciate about this show, and to be fair, it's not always, you know, completely balanced, but I I think I brought this up in our first episode, but I really do like how the secondary characters have been fleshed out. And, like, they necessarily, like, there are these ongoing plot lines, and not all of them receive attention every week, but, like, these characters are all rounded out very nicely like in the most recent episode we learned that Liv is dating I guess I was trying to I did rewatch that one and I was trying to see if there were rings anywhere but I couldn't really tell so I'm gonna say dating she's dating the guy I think who must run like the I don't know if it's like ski patrol or avalanche control. Yeah, the, but he I does forgot his name too, but uh, the John, one that Darcy's always. His name is John. Name is John. Yeah. The one that's yeah. always out there with Darcy in the mornings, right? Yeah, Checking stuff on the glacier. When they're doing stuff on the mountains. So, like, they're dating, um, and that's kind of like a little nice rounding out of her character. Um, one thing that I noticed in 
a few of maybe it was the fourth and fifth episodes when we're introduced to Sahar. But one detail that I really loved is, you know, like her hair is always covered when she's out in public or at school. And then when they have scenes of her at home in the privacy of her own house, like her head is uncovered. And it's like, so there are like these nice little details that have gone into making these characters whole. And it's just really good. I, I like that shot of her on her bike and oh and yes, with her uh, scarf streaming out a, behind her like the like cape. A cape. Yeah, that was so was like, great. That's, that's cute. Like I really like that. And, and so we had not really like we had been introduced to Max when we first when we did our first podcast about Resident Alien, but I think it took maybe both of us by surprise how much we liked the kid characters in this show. Like I think kid characters can often be very Annoying. iffy <laughs> well yes um and i mean i say this as someone who's a parent and has uh their own children but kids are flipping annoying uh and but i really like max and sahar and i like their one i like their friendship um but i also like the dynamics of their interactions with harry and the fact that they're in on the secret now before anybody else was. I mean, Max knew that Harry was an alien, but you know, Sahar is also in on the secret too. And their interactions with Harry at the end of whatever episode it was where they're like grilling him about, you know, what it's like to be an alien and, you know, kind of all these, these questions that, uh... and stuff like that was just so wholesome and lovely. Like, yes, he is. That is you know, one of my some point. favorite moments in this in this season. With, it was it, it, so good. That, that whole scene started off so confrontationally, right? Like this is it. This is the final confrontation. We're putting yeah. this to rest now, <laughs> and it ends with them with them just kind of you know geeking out over each other. It's, yeah, like it was so cute. Such a nice character moments for for all three of them, and yeah. it changed Terry's perspective on a few things. Like he even says it in his monologue you know, after yeah. talking to these kids for ten minutes. You know, it just it's nice. It was it was, it was very nice and. See, Harry, I'm, you um, have allies. He does, but the mission. He just doesn't know it yet. The mission. <laughs> the mission. I, too, appreciate the way these secondary characters are developed and fleshed out and defined by other things other than just their relationship to one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. I wish Linda Hamilton would get the same uh, <laughs> treatment. I mean, she got a little bit of backstory, you know. I mean, she got the backstory, but come on. You got Linda Hamilton and... But she hasn't done pretty much anything else since You're then. having her stand there looking <laughs> serious go, oh. for most of her appearances. She's not, she doesn't even say much. She's just standing there. Yeah. And David David is doing most of the talking in those scenes. Yeah. You, you get a talent, an icon like Linda Hamilton, and just underuse her that way. It's it's criminal, Cat Ray. It, it is criminal. <laughs> I'm, you're, not, you're not wrong. I'm, there has been another murder on this show. And this one wasn't <laughs> the committed murder of by Lynn Ben. Hamilton's, yeah. <laughs> it's committed by the writers. Uh, a grave sin. I was so excited for Linda Hamilton to show up in this, and you so were. far, I've after that. So her, far, she's initial, not done very much. Yeah. yeah, her initial introductory introduction was pretty cool, but after that, it's just been like. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, I you made a comment. I think that like they must be paying her by the word or something, and. <laughs> In the yeah. in the most recent episode, she literally is like, hmm, hmm, <laughs> but like, and then she says like five words, and I, <laughs> I was cracking up because I was like, do those count as words or because they're just like vocalizations? Does she get paid for that? <laughs> I mean, so, you don't you don't treat her like a cardboard cutout, you know, and that's what you're doing right now. And that's now. kind of what she's been in the past couple of yeah, you're right. That's lame. That's lame. Hopefully. Maybe if there's a big showdown between Harry and Lisa um, and David, maybe. I don't know if David will actually get in on that. He'll probably be like, nope, I'm out. Um, He'll call Linda Hamilton, and then she'll come in with the cavalry. Better, because all I'm saying is Nathan Fillion (laughs) has had more lines, I think, than than Linda Hamilton has lately. Oh, my God, that's right. I love Nathan Fillion. I love his little vocal cameo. That but was brilliant. That, that was brilliant. I loved it. But come on. Come on. Give Use Linda, Linda yeah. Hamilton. Linda Hamilton can do more. Yeah. Use Linda Hamilton. And I, I would agree. Like, her intro was good. And then, you're right. She hasn't really done much except 
stand around and utter like three lines. So damn shame. Nice. It would be nice to have more. So uh, I guess we're in the into the gripe session of this now. Um. <laughs> Gripes. I want more of the kids. Anyway. <laughs> More of the kids, but something that we've also talked about that we're not too happy with is the way Isabel was used, utilized as a character. Yes. In this. That was really yeah. lame. I I struggle with uh, yeah. I've been struggling with that that a lot because I uh, yeah, I kind of wish they they just hadn't introduced her at mm-hmm. all, given how she kind of came in and then went out. Because if they were going to do that, like they could have literally brought her in, had her for one episode, and then she could have left. Like they could have just signed the divorce papers and she could have left. And I think, no offense to the actress um, who did a great job. I'm not, you know, it's just like I don't... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I felt like it took more away from the other storylines that had been developing, specifically like Harry and Max and Sahar and kind of that plot line. And I feel like that kind of fell by the wayside when Isabel showed up. And yeah, I I don't know. I wish they found me. something better. Yeah, so we inter- they introduced her, and we both thought they were going to, okay, this is going to be a nice challenge for Harry, right? It turns out that he just drugs her all the time, so he can still keep doing what <laughs> so he has to do. So where's the challenge? Yeah. So where's the challenge? But I think ultimately her main purpose, if they don't do anything else with her, was just to introduce the concept of there are people looking for Harry outside of patients in New York, yeah. supposedly. So she was just kind of there setting up potential future storylines. Yeah, potentially. Which is still pretty freaking lame, if you ask me. Agreed. You know, well, and I this doesn't actually reflect much better, um, but, you know, Harry got to, I want to use the word enjoy his human body a little bit with her. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's some kind of weird euphemism, but yes. Uh, <laughs> she made me watch. She made me watch, <laughs> uh, which that's worse. So actually, I don't, I mean, that makes it worse. Oh, so he totally, I'm not he, really- he had fun. He had fun. He was just <laughs> being dramatic for Asta when he, when he said that. But, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I kind of wish they hadn't brought her in at all. I mean, like, it wasn't terrible. I also, the, the other thing that bothers me, <laughs> here comes a rant, um, Uh-oh. is the, no, <laughs> is the, is the scene that Isabel and Darcy have in the 59, um, <laughs> Which, I'm sorry, as a woman, and I haven't actually checked, maybe I might be wrong, but that scene screamed of, it was written by a man, because it's two women that are talking about a guy that doesn't respect them, doesn't treat them well, and they basically gaslight themselves into getting back together with him. And I, like, seriously, a man, a man wrote that scene, because... Myself as a woman, I was like, maybe you two should make out. Forget Harry. The two of you should make out together. That would be, that would be better. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a prob- problematic scene. Again, I, mean, I think it's just another symptom of Isabel's presence on the show. Yeah, because they needed they needed her to stick around a little longer, and I guess yeah. that was their solution to it. Uh, and they also needed to get Darcy uh, a little more baggage for her big. <laughs> character oh. moment later on to, to overcome <laughs> poor darcy Which, the one thing that i do appreciate sorry we can talk about darcy in a minute the one thing i do appreciate about isabel's character is that she did come to the decision herself i mean harry is basically horrible to her but she doesn't stick around any longer when she figures it out like and she figures it out pretty quickly so i guess that's one good thing like she wasn't a passed out doormat for <laughs> for very long <laughs> i don't know um, oh, all all i'm all i'm saying with darcy as as far as like that that whole thing mm. darcy's been established to be a very broken person mm-hmm. she feels like a failure she's constantly mm-hmm. drunk for whatever reason she found some sort of comfort in the idea of harry i could yeah. i could see why she would but like you're saying, once she realized, you know, that it was, you know, that Harry was with Isabel, then like, okay, she she backed off. 
Again, the, the core issue here is Isabel, not not, and the symptoms of her presence. Yeah. Once she was out of it, things went back to to normal. We got that last episode in the in the cave in the crevice where they all fell in, and that was totally oh, Darcy's moment. So I've been I've been wanting I've been wanting for so long a moment like that for all this trauma to mm. finally connect with Darcy's character and you know for her to overcome some of it. And yeah. God dang it, we got that ten times. That last episode was. <laughs> Phenomenal. I don't, know in if, that regard. I don't know if she's gotten over it, but she's certainly starting to overcome some. Of oh no, no I'm sorry. I, I don't mean she got like over it, over it, but I mean she <laughs> she fought she, it and won. She fought it and overcame that moment to be yeah. able to climb out of it. That's what I yes. meant for that moment. Yeah. Literally climb out of it. Cli- she literally climbed over <laughs> it, right? And that moment was so great. Oh, Darcy, poor, broken, sad, alcoholic Darcy. We love My you. Poor we just want good wife. things with. Yeah, <laughs> we just want good things for you, Darcy. So, as it, uh, again, we have two more episodes left, but Austin now knows that Harry's an alien, and so does Dan. Yes. So, four people in Patience know that Harry is an alien. Now. Um, Lisa is in town looking for Max, because she saw the flyer yes. that yeah. Deputy Liv, former Deputy Liv, uh, drew up for him. It's all these little plot threads that you thought were just inconsequential are all coming together. To come together, and I, that's yeah. I like. I love, and I think. So what was it? This episode. Oh my gosh, episode eight. And I love. I love our message threads because I had an appointment that I had to go to, and you were like watching it, and it was basically just O F O F O F. And then I started watching, and I was like O F O F. I was like, I knew exactly. See, I was afraid exactly I was overhyping it, but <laughs> when he started cussing at me, like I was cussing at you, I was like, nah, nah. She she gets it. We're both on the same wavelength here with this. It's like I know exactly what you're referring to. And we got to the end where Lisa and David are leaving the diner. And I saw the poster on the telephone pole. And I was like, oh, oh. beep. <laughs> and I think you had done something similar towards the end. And I was like, oh, no. At first, I was annoyed because they just walked past it on the, the one on the pole. Yeah, right? I thought they would see it on the telephone pole, too. And so I was like, oh, shoot, you know, it's OK. Like, maybe the <laughs> no. <laughs> So, yeah, this episode, this last episode was good for a lot of those, a lot of those moments. But, yes, all these plot threads being, they're, being they're connecting together. They're, we're, we're, God, it's, you know, I have a hard time connecting with sci-fi shows, usually. Sci-fi network shows usually don't do it for me. <laughs> but this, this show, man, Resident Alien on sci-fi has just been, it's been a ride. It's been a thrill. It's been so so funny i keep laughing my butt off yeah anytime i put on an episode it just and i don't know yeah i don't know if ordinarily the show would have wormed its way into my heart like it has but i don't know there's something there's something about it i don't know the characters the actors the humor it's all it's just it's good and I think about it all the time. I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, get off the podcast so I can go watch an episode. No. <laughs> so with uh, two episodes left, we'll probably be talking about this again in like three weeks, I think. I think we said three weeks because next week, um, I don't know if we'll podcast. I think we initially said we weren't. Because of Godzilla versus Kong on Wednesday. And then we we're going to podcast about that. And then right. podcast well, about Resident Alien again. So we'll see. We'll see. But we'll, we'll be up. back with more Resident Alien stuff when the season's over. And I think we're going to go back to the, the comic, too, for a bit. Yes. Yeah. Well, we haven't even gotten to my favorite subject, which is Harry and Asta sitting in a tree. Not yeah. kissing yet. Amputating. Amputating. <laughs> Amputating. <laughs> A-M-P-U-T. Yeah, we, <laughs> I know you want to talk about that. We can save it till the end because I think it will be better as a season. Yes, like, exactly. I want to. Um, we are at a very crucial point for those two right now. Ooh, I want to yes. see what happens. Where it goes. Bring in the dice. <laughs> Kill me psycho. emotionally. <laughs> Are you, are you an alien? Masochist. Um, <laughs> I think Cat Ray's an ta- alien. 
<laughs> We've talked about this, Adrian. I wash my hands, unlike the aliens in this show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so just to kind of wrap up here, uh, we're enjoying the show. We're enjoying the comic. Please watch. Please watch the show. It's so good. We we want another season after season two. We want a season three, and it just takes all of us watching it to do it. Kat yeah. Ray and I have been supporting the show. That's why it got renewed. We've been watching. <laughs> it was all us. I, I mean, I, I really feel like I haven't seen a lot of people talking about this show, um, and it really does deserve more love. I mean, sci-fi definitely has a <clears throat> well-earned rap for kind of creating terrible shows, but every once in a <laughs> while, and then canceling them, or create, but every once in a while, they do create a really good show. You should watch it. It's good. Do it. So... Uh, you want to connect with us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at BrainSlugPod or our website, BlueLabPro.com slash BrainSlug. If you want to connect with me directly, you can do so on Instagram at BlueLabPro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CatRay. Forgot there for a second. <laughs> I was going to say just Instagram because apparently I it's Tuesday and I just blanked out uh but no twitter <laughs> twitter find me on twitter <laughs> it's like you live on twitter how could you forget twitter i i <laughs> sometimes i'd like to <laughs> but not that often <laughs> yes <laughs> and we'll be back i don't know when but the next episode i think is gonna be godzilla, godzilla. Kong or something <laughs> We'll see, but we'll be back. We took a bit of an unexpected hiatus, and we might be taking another unexpected expected <laughs> one, just depending on how things, uh, how real life treats us. But we're still around. We, yes. we're always, we're always here, always watching Resident Alien and Godzilla movies because that's literally my life right now. <laughs> you know what? Pretty. I much. mean, as far as it goes, not too bad. <laughs> Could <Yeah>. be worse. <laughs> that that was my life before the pandemic. So. <laughs> It's my life in the pandemic, so mm. I've assimilated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, long story short, short, we'll be back soon with more more stuff. If yeah. not next week, the week after. So, yes. so uh, until 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 then, everybody. Laters. Bye, guys. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. Edited and produced by Adrian Mesa with original music composed by Felipe Rosales. And original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved. <laughs>